You don't get to say no, but I'll let you say yes right now. <laughs> oh, hello there, and welcome to Good Bad Show. My name is Andy. And I'm Matt. And this is a podcast where we talk about marriage. That's what we're going to do. what brings us together today. Uh, I bet Andy has some exciting news. Well, so first of all, I just want to say, I didn't watch that movie, The Princess Bride, until last year, okay. which people tell me is heinous and represents some horrible cultural hole in my upbringing is my childhood i didn't watch movies for a long time but i gotta say every time someone tells me like oh this movie you never saw how'd you never see it it's so good you have to watch it like yeah. nine times out of ten when i go and watch that movie it's appalling it's like a terrible movie that they are only well, yeah you got to be careful because they were kids and and therefore dumb at the time <laughs> yes so they didn't yes know. they were kids with bad taste uh or you know they have watched it since as an adult they just have this extremely powerful rose tinted glasses that uh of nostalgia that make them think it's good when it's actually really bad so yeah sure you know nine times out of ten that's what happens i gotta say princess bride holds up pretty good movie i haven't seen it since i was a kid but i remember enjoying it so yeah i would enjoy it again holds up pretty good movie all right good good but yeah so tonight we're gonna talk about marriage matt because you are married yes. and i presume your marriage is going well i guess we haven't really talked about that concretely lately mm-hmm. marriage is good yeah seems good good uh and then i am also going to be getting married which is exciting. Oh, wow. That's big news. Well, so I debated breaking the news to you on the show uh, <laughs> because I thought it'd be it'd make for a fun that's, a fun thing. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. But Do then, you want to just pretend like I don't know? No, because that, well, that won't be the same. Because be here's why I didn't do it. First of all, I didn't do it because I felt like that was maybe crossing a weird line <laughs> where, where, our life was, <laughs> where our life was too much recorded. Our, yeah. our relationship together was too documented on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, right, but enough. really, the true reason I didn't do it, if I, if I had come to this idea on my own, I would have probably done it. But the true reason I didn't do it is because I would have just been aping Adam Lissagor from one of my favorite episodes, If You Look Nice Today, titled Adam Ruins Everything, where he tells Merlin on air that he's having a baby. Well, that's exciting. I mean, not he. His partner's having a baby. He's, he's a man, as far as I know, at least he identifies as such. I don't think he could be pregnant and give birth. But... Uh, he told him sure. on air, and it made it for a great episode of You Look Nice Today. And you know what? We can't be You Look Nice Today, Matt, as much as I want us to be. We have to be our own thing. That's true. So, therefore, we have to have worse episodes. <laughs> exactly, where nothing dramatic actually happens, because, Matt, you already knew I was getting married. So I did know. Bleh, old news. Who cares? But time to talk about why marriage is objectively bad. Okay, that's fair enough. This will go well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm glad. We can't do that. You're married. I'm getting married. Marriage is objectively good, obviously. We can't say anything other than that, right? Uh, it seems like, uh, I don't know, for 50% of the people it is. <laughs> for 50% of the people it's not. <laughs> See how it goes. Look, marriage is good, okay? Leave it at that. Case closed. Hillary, stop listening. Now, Matt. I was going to say, did, does someone have a gun to your head? What is, why are you so an- not Andy right now? What's happening? No, no one has a gun to my head. Here's, I mean, here's what I'm interested in talking about, right? Uh... I'm interested in talking about the sort of place that marriage holds in like a contemporary, progressive, liberal society. And let's yes. just, you know, that's probably mostly our audience. That's the part of the society we live in. Let's focus on that part for the purposes of this conversation. Because it is interesting to me, like, do you think if somehow the slate was wiped clean, everybody goes to bed tonight and they get zapped with one of those, you know, men in black, uh, like, space pens that erases their memory mm-hmm. uh you think if that happened and everyone woke up with a clean slate tomorrow and marriage did not exist that we would invent it again 
as as so the sort of state that society is at today? Probably not. If I had to guess, it'd probably be like some sort of partnership contract that was mostly about oh, the you mean, government. You mean like probably a marriage? Not as much about religion. Well, I think I think most people think of religion as a. I mean, I think most people think of marriage as a religious thing, but I think if it were to come about today, it would just be purely a legal thing. I think it'd just be like, all right, these two people agree. Like, if they're going to share this many assets, then there's some consequences if somebody leaves, like a business. I bet it would be more like that if it came yeah, out in America which, right now. Which is what an actual marriage is in current society, right? Like, it has other connotations and, you know, things associated with it religiously and emotionally. But, you know, practically, yeah. if you look it up on Wikipedia, I'm sure it says that it's a legal agreement between two people to blah, 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 to make it way more complicated yeah. if they want to break up in the future because now they have to get lawyers involved, basically. Um so I, I would go even a step further. I'm not even sure I'm well, it's here, here's the thing, Matt. It's impossible for us to really imagine what it'd be like to actually wipe the slate clean, right? Yeah. Uh, cause that's too <laughs> divorcing ourselves of too much historical and, you know, cultural context. But I would like to think that like the more progressive, liberal sort of trends in humanity, if we were to actually be able to, to wipe the slate clean tomorrow. Would it come up with some like more like liberal kind of like, you know, like not polyamory, but like, you know, this, what's it what's it called when you like raise a kid as like a, a clan? Well, that's, that's got a name where like this idea of raising kids in like a tribe. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know what the name. I don't know the name for it. Is there some name I don't it's know? Like about? Some kind of co-parenting, basically, where like the idea is that, you know, you're supposed to like group up with a bunch of other families and everyone kind of works together to raise the kid because you as two parents only have like a very specific worldview and you can't possibly be as broad and encompassing as you need to be to like raise a balanced kid. And so you like raise people together in this group. So the kid has more influences and obviously mm -hmm. marriage is not inherently linked to, to child rearing. Uh, but there's so many things about marriage that are like, you know, vestiges of, you know, kind of a really, I mean, I mean, relatively, a really recent, you know, all things considered and also really like bleak time with regards to like women's rights, right? This is basically like a, a marriage. All the sort of things associated with a marriage are pretty much like basically the exchange of property and the property is the woman. Like most of the things related to the engagement and the wedding and, you know, all the sort of traditions around who pays for what and how this goes down and the dowry and all that stuff. It's basically like, yeah, you went and got yourself a woman. You're going to put some babies in her and uh, she's got to stay in with the kids. So you got to go work, which is why we have to share assets and stuff like that. But uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it strikes me as like a not just like all religious things aside, because we could talk about that forever. Putting all that aside, even just the institution of marriage strikes me as kind of this very conservative uh, institution still. In its current form, yeah, it does seem that way. It doesn't seem like it has to be, but it does seem that way for the most part. I found it myself when I was going through that, or you know, going through the engagement, and all that. Uh, it seemed like there were a lot of traditions where I was like, mm, "Can I reword this a little bit? Because it seems weird. This is a weird thing to do, you know." <laughs> Like, yep. like asking permission, you oh, know, yeah. where you're like, yep. Classic I mean, example. like I, I did that. I tried to rephrase it because I wanted it to be more uh, reasonable, <laughs> but uh, just the idea, like, I, I think, I think I said, ask for your blessing or something where it was like, yeah, you acknowledge, but not like, Hey, you, here's you, a person you with don't no get rights. To say Can no, you? But I'll let yeah. you say yes right now. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Basically. That seems more reasonable. We're two adults, but I need your permission because this person should have no rights traditionally. Is that what we're saying? Pretty there's much. a lot of stuff like that where uh, I'm like, oh, I can see the origin of this. Can we tweak it a little bit? 
Yeah, and then like you know the actual ceremony, the parents walk the woman down the aisle. I mean, we're being very heteronormative here, but you know, in a in a sort of heteronormative wedding, you know, the the parents of the bride will walk the woman down the aisle and just uh, hand her over, like an actual yeah. literal exchange. Uh, which I don't know, man. I, I remember being when I was younger. I mean, I have a big family. I've been to a lot of weddings, uh, and I always, you know, some of the weddings were religious and in churches and like catholic weddings which are basically like a church service and oh by the way someone gets married in the middle uh and some of them were like very secular weddings where it was just you know bare bones ceremony somewhere in an a religious context uh but no matter what you know the sort of the the sort of scripting and the kind of going through the steps of that process always felt to me the same way that church did when i was a kid which was i remember distinctly like coming of age and starting to kind of just inherently reject the idea that a bunch of people were all in some room, like miming the same language and going through the mm-hmm. same steps, like little robots, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, here, I, I'm feel I sound like, I sound like Banksy guy now, is who I sound like, but but, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. It's just, it seems very interesting. Uh, so, where was I going to go with this? I had other places to go. I've got other questions here. I've got head. big questions for you. Oh, go hit me, hit me. Well, why why are you participating in this thing that seems so? Uh... Seems so archaic, Andy. Well, like, oh well, again. To so, be honest, I could have, uh, I, I could have imagined you also never doing this. Like, could have really? gone both ways for me. Yeah, sure. You could, I could have seen you being like a guy who's like, oh, I don't believe in that. We'll just be partners forever. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deal in this institution. I don't believe in it. Not well, I mean, me. there are certain, th- like, the... I could, you, some, like, you, you're willing to break social norms. You'll poop in a hole instead of a toilet. Who knows? You know, Maybe I'm definitely willing to break social norms. But I mean, it's worth noting that, like. As as uh you know as the gay community discovered like not being able to get married causes like logistical problems it's not just like a, a real thing so you know uh, if my partner and I had to be partners for you know life and not getting married would just be kind of dumb logistically speaking uh, and it does this seem is, that way I'm known for being very romantic as you can hear now this is the kind of stuff that oof these, these emotional <laughs> these emotional speeches really really kind of mm-hmm. express my feelings uh, so anyway it'd be dumb not to do it from a like logistical perspective right like <laughs> was that how you d- was that how you asked. Well, so I didn't ask, right? So we've been, we've been talking about it for a long time. We picked out a ring together, and it came in the mail from FedEx a couple days earlier than it was supposed to. Engagement miracle. And then we opened it up, and then we were engaged, I guess. It was great. Good job. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, first of all, like I, I am willing to book social norms, but that's the thing where it's like you're just giving up rights, basically, uh, mm-hmm. and tax breaks to, to not you know, get married legally. And then... The sort of emotional aspect of it, you know, there's nothing that says that, you know, our wedding has to resemble any of these things I'm talking about, and it probably won't, uh, transparently. We've been talking about how we're going to do it, and, you know, it's a nice opportunity for me as, like, a design-minded person to get to do the thing my way. And I'm always excited to do the thing my way, whatever the thing is, pretty much. Do you not feel that way? Uh, sometimes I really do, and sometimes I really don't. I really pick my battles. Uh, I think, I don't know. There are plenty of times I'm like, can we just not participate? That would be fun. My wedding was a pretty, pretty split in between. Like, obviously, uh, you were there. Susanna had a lot of strong opinions about it, and I was happy for that to be. And there's some that I had strong opinions about, and I took those, but, uh, I didn't really see it as an opportunity to fully express my vision for a wedding, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, this idea of, like, picking your battles, that's something I'm really trying to, <laughs> I don't have a hard time choosing my battles. I, yeah. I, I recently gave up. I, I really desperately wanted copper gutters for our house mm-hmm. uh, because they look way nicer and last longer than like aluminum gutters. 
but the expense is just so enormous that for a while our house just had no gutters and yeah. that's bad and so it was like well do we do we wait to save up for the gutters we want or do we not fight this battle and just get aluminum gutters and uh that's one of the first, that's one of the only battles i can remember in recent history where i did not sort of realize my version of the thing completely because <laughs> well, i don't know I feel, that's one of the great joys i get from life is being able to do things with my version of the thing which yeah and obviously you know I don't mean to be a megalomaniac. This this wedding will be our version of the thing. It's not going to be my version of the thing. But yeah. uh, but no, I think uh, that's part of the fun for me is like figuring out figuring out how we can do it in a way that makes sense. Do you have some ideas? Are you going to float some ideas, or you want to go down this reason why this started in the first place? I mean, I think commitment and responsibility are both good. I think it's a thing that uh, no matter how you kind of. Uh, no matter what responsibilities and commitments you give yourself, I think it is like healthy to keep responsibilities and commitments, uh, especially like ones that are uh, like, th- what's the best way to put it? Like a thing that you can't, like some people are like, oh yeah, I'm, I, I'm committed to doing this thing, but you know, if it rains, I'm not going to do it, right? It's like they're committed yeah. to it, you know, in fair weather, right? Uh, and I feel like having commitments that are like explicitly not, fair weather commitments, right? Like, you do this no matter what uh, is more or less a good thing. I mean, you shouldn't, like, give up your critical analysis of things, right? Like, a couple that's no longer happy should not stay married forever because of commitment and because commitment's important. But I think, you know, within reason, I think it's good to exercise those parts of your, like, personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that sense, I think marriage is good because it's a commitment and it's, you know, an emotionally uh, rewarding experience. You get to, like, build a life with somebody and... Uh, you know, the marriage part of it is, again, like, I don't mean to be, like, cold, but, like, the difference between a marriage and, like you said, Matt, just saying, oh, we're life partners and we just live in this house together and raise these children, but we're not married. The only difference is that legal contract, right? So when we get down to it, like, we have to discuss that as, like, the core nugget of the thing because that's what distinguishes it from just, you know, being cool roommates forever that raise a kid or whatever. Yeah, Uh, sure. So... So anyway, I think that that's also valuable, like, you know, taking commitment that is, you know, generally unformalized. I guess you could formalize your partnership otherwise with a different kind of contract or with something. Uh, but formalizing it with a with sort of legal legal teeth, uh, I think, is also a good thing. You know, it just gives it more, I don't know, more uh, more validity in the eyes of the community and yourself. Sure. So what are you going to do for your wedding? Oh, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> we're still figuring it out i don't want to i don't want to say anything on air because who knows what will happen but uh we're working through it together and uh you'll find out you'll 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 be there in some capacity if you decide to attend <laughs> I'll, I'll show up don't worry uh matt i want to know your what are your hot tips for for a successful great happy marriage you've been doing this for a year now almost a year more than a year yeah a little more than a year right like a year a couple months yeah well the thing is funny is the second it happens everyone's like how how's marriage life but like you're like me You've been together for a while. Yeah. It's probably not going to be all that different. No, so probably not. Maybe, maybe tip number one is just keep doing what you're doing. If it's going well, keep doing what you're doing. It's not like uh-huh, it's going to uh-huh. change yeah. the next day. You're going to be like, hey, you're like a totally different person now. You will have to figure out some paperwork things. Ugh. Like if one of you wants to change your name, you got to go to the DMV. You got to get your new passport. You got to do all kinds of that stuff. And let's see. Other tip. You already have a dog. I like. I, we got a dog recently. That's mm. been fun. That's our next you episode. Have... Is you talking about your dog? Because I have all kinds of questions about about the new pup. Oh, good. So get a dog. I guess that's one tip. All right, done. So far, uh, we're super married. We like did it yeah. all so good. 
You also have a house before we do, so you already got a house. I don't know. I don't know if I have any advice for you that you, you're kind of lived through all the same stuff I've lived through. What's different? You don't have any, like, profound emotional advice about, you know, always meeting your partner more than halfway. You both go 60%, and in that overlapping 20% is, is where the marriage lives, nothing like that? Mm, no, I don't think... I don't think I'm... I think I'm pretty difficult to live with. I don't know if I have a lot of advice. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if I maybe my advice hey, is I bet you're be, be more like Suzanne and be less like me. <laughs> I bet you're predictable, and there's something nice about that, right? Because uh, yes, you know you know where you're going to be. You're reliable, mm-hmm. trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Other good traits. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't lived with I'm you. All those things. All those things. I'm stubborn. I like to do things my way. Wait, wait, wait. So you, uh, instead of saying stubborn, Matt, say that you, you know, you, you have strong values. I have strong values. That's mm-hmm. good. I like that. I'm going to replace that. Um, uh, motivated. Is that another way of putting it? There we go. I'm motivated, Andy. Motivated to... Do what I want. To, yeah, to do whatever <laughs> you want, regardless of, of the friction you rub up against in the world. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, my favorite thing is just like having... I, I like having the animals because you're like, oh. I see what I, this is a reminder of what I like in that person. That's really nice. I have to imagine the animals kids are is probably the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. I was. Gonna, I, I don't know if I've felt that with animals, but I definitely would imagine that's how it's how it would be with kids. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't see like you don't see Hillary like play with a dog, and you're like, oh, I like how you treat that animal. That's very sweet. That's like one of the reasons that I like you, and it's expressed through the dog, oh, uh, or it's expressed through the cat. She mostly she mostly wrestles the dog and pokes her stinky mouth. So. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's how I, you know, I'm not sure if that's the thing I love about her most. <laughs> no, that's not your favorite thing? I don't dislike it, but, you know, yeah. I don't get warm, fuzzy feelings like, oh, look at her poker stinky jowls. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm now realizing all my advice is, like, very specific. Joke around. Joke all the time. Make everything a joke and make sure oh, that your partner have, likes Have you jokes. met Hillary? <laughs> that's the main thing. That's what I like the most. Just find someone who is willing to laugh at your jokes and acknowledge that they're funny and then when you want to repeat them wait so like you're telling me days, to dump hillary right now this is she think totally you're funny? uncalled for oh man see this is what i'm saying this stuff applies to me but he, my key key piece of matt, advice matt, is matt, make you're sure the this person, person if it laughs at my jokes that's what we do on this podcast that's that's true this is my outlet for that hmm, okay well yeah don't listen to me then figure out your own thing you probably like your own stuff do it my way mm-hmm. yeah that actually is the andy way do it your way that would be your autobiography if they weren't already frank sinatra's autobiography is that frank sinatra's autobiography my way i don't know but it seems like it would be right (laughs) are you like yes ending hypothetical versions of frank sinatra's biography i just have a feeling if i googled my way the autobiography of of frank sinatra it would probably exist something would come up because of course that's what it's called why wouldn't it be if you were the author of that you know frank sinatra wouldn't you call it that (laughs) well okay so uh, his Way is one of the main biographies of Frank Sinatra, but there's also All the Way, which is yeah. another one, uh, and a bunch of others that don't have Way in them. So, okay, well, there's a lot of biographies of Frank Sinatra. I was pretty close. His Way, the unauthorized biography of Frank Sinatra. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm pretty close. Mm-hmm. I'd say I'd say I nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Marriage objectively good. So uh, everyone get married. Oh, and also, like, it's worth, we mentioned it briefly, but, uh, you know, it's, it's important that everyone be able to get married to society. And I'm mm-hmm. glad we kind of, like, seem to have agreed on this in the past, uh, you know, two years, three years, however long ago that was. Man, my yeah. sense of time is really bad. Uh, I feel like that was probably longer ago than I think it was. Um, 
But yeah, you know, here's the funny thing. Let's talk about this briefly. Yeah. How many conservative politicians, like in Congress or senators or representatives or whatever, uh, governors that opposed marriage equality would today still say they're against it, do you think? Uh, I don't know. 50% of all Republicans or more, if I had to guess. Do you think half of the people that opposed it five years ago or whatever would still oppose it to this day and still say that it's a bad thing? Yes, or more than that. I don't think it's I don't think it's dwindling a ton. <clears throat> I feel like it is just because like <laughs> their whole thing was like, oh, if we if this becomes a reality, then the whole institution of marriage will be shattered pretty soon. Dogs will be getting married. The whole world's going to come to an end. And clearly it hasn't happened. And there have been no knock on effects and no negative side effects of the legality of it. So I feel like I mean, Most the world people... may come to an end, which probably has to do with other stuff, not gay marriage. Oh, I sure. Guess. I can think of some reasons why the world will come to an end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we could brainstorm some of those. Yeah. But uh, I feel like it's this thing where uh, I, I bet most people would just kind of like would do anything to not give you their opinion on it because they wouldn't want to come out and say, oh, yeah, my mind's been changed, obviously, because yeah, that's sure. the worst thing that can happen to anybody in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also would not want to defend what is now obviously like a reactionary, horrible, hyper-conservative perspective, which... To those of us on the sort of liberal side of the spectrum, we always knew it was an, a ridiculous thing. But now that like it's been well accepted into like general society, uh, I feel like it's only the really fringe, you know, the fringe people that are actually still complaining about it. And uh, it's just like this weird thing about conservatism where like I feel like conservatives today don't understand that they would have been the ones in like World War II putting Japanese people in internment camps or, you know... Like, in the Civil War, like, insisting on keeping the slave trade around. Like, it's the exact same, you know, point you're arguing. It's just a different point in history you happen to be at. I find this to be very clear every time Martin Luther King Day comes around. And you're like, oh, hey, hold on, Republicans, with all the praise. (laughs) You guys would be, you guys would hate MLK if he came back. Like, let's not Mm -hmm. pretend, let's not pretend you would like this guy. You would be all about getting rid of him. Uh, if you were around today. So let's not pretend that you <laughs> like, it's just like Donald Trump gets to be like, uh, he was a good guy. Great hero. Anyway, I got to go. Black like, Lives yeah, Matter or terrorist. Think about, think about it for two. Yeah. Think about it for two seconds. And you're like, this guy this is like the opposite of the person you would like. So maybe, maybe let's, uh, let's acknowledge that for a second. And, but uh, you do know. you really think that none of them get that? Like, I don't, that part I don't know. Like, I mean, that's same the thing kind with of like, like self-reflection that I am like, I cannot help but feel self-conscious about my like place in on the spectrum of humanity at all junctures and wondering who I would be in history. Like, do they, does that even, never even cross their minds? Does it cross I their minds? I wonder that do myself. They, and do they think? I wonder that about that, about that specific scenario. And also like, if Jesus came back now, which you seem into, it seems like you'd really <laughs> hate him. Like he'd be like, maybe your worst enemy. By the way, he'd be brown. <laughs> just, just FYI. Like he would, he don't would freak be. Out. Yeah, he probably would be living in a country you don't want people coming from, uh, and he's probably going to be saying a lot of stuff that's very different than what you think. Why are you so into him? What? Well, what is I, it feel about, like people, what I feel like people. I feel like people. Like? I feel like people like ignoring the Bible, but still considering themselves, you know, Christians, or you know, insert any religious mm-hmm. text or ideology yeah. and the sort of following of that thing here. I feel like people. Having a huge disconnect between that is nothing new, but it's 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 some, somehow different to me when it's like, you know, 
you literally are a politician and you literally are pushing for conservative policies and you're just trying to keep down the sort of next group of people that uh, you've continued to be able to like keep rights from with the vets, trans people or, you know, whoever, uh, because you still <laughs> don't think that they deserve the rights of an equal human being. And yet you look at somebody who's fighting for the exact same thing for a different group of people 70 years ago that obviously none of those problems are actually resolved. But uh, culturally, you know, we've, we've accepted that for the most part, that, that that guy was right. And so now you don't get to have your dumb opinion anymore about that person. But, you know, this other person that's new and in the present times, totally different, not the same at all. I just like I wonder if they look at history and are like, oh, I would have been the good guy. If I lived in that time, I would be, you know, out there marching alongside him, even though I'm now like a hyper conservative monster. Uh, or I wonder if they look at history and go like, uh, I don't I, I just wonder, like, what do they think about that? I guess we have seen a pretty clear swing to, or in some cases where there's a certain group of people who might look at history and go like, oh, that was a bad move. We should really roll back and be kind of more like Nazis. That would be better, huh? And uh, they were just very vocal about it. And they seem to be, they seem to think they agree with the president and a lot of uh, his cabinet members. So well, yeah, and I, I think that like, so maybe there's, maybe that's self-reflection, not, not that it leads to any great outcome, but they're, uh, maybe they're thinking about these things and uh, arriving at a di- different outcome than some other people might. Well, yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, like, uh, obviously, there is a scarily huge amount of the country that is still, like, outwardly literal racists and Nazis that, you know, make no make no uh, qualms about it. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that, like, the majority of people would reject that, right? Like, the, the people in the middle that are not politically engaged, many of them don't vote. They just think that, you know, the whole thing is corrupt or whatever. Uh, if you show them, you know, David Duke speaking at some rally, they'll be like, oh, yeah, this is horrible. Definitely not this. Uh, but the thing is that, like, they don't realize that, like, most conservative politicians that are like, oh, we need to go back to, like, the Reagan era. Like, that's just that you just didn't go quite as far back as these other people. Like, <laughs> you're still regressing uh, on all sort of measurable, you know, civil and human rights issues and, you know, everything we understand about how civilization is supposed to work. You just didn't regress quite as far as the neo-Nazis. Uh, but as history moves along, if you continue to idolize Reagan, you're going to be in the exact same place that they are in, you know, 50 years or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, marriage is really good. Everyone should do it, I guess. I I uh I think we can all agree it would be nice if everyone could have that right. I, do, I like I don't think it changes your life a whole lot uh in a like a logistic way if you've been with somebody for a very long time. You're still going to be able to do that thing. But you get to have some rights, which is pretty good. Seems like everyone should have those. You get to have a big party, and big parties are great. I have said that is that uh you know what's fun about a wedding? It's big just party. a big party where you invite all your friends. Big party. Don't be Some people get real stressed out about it. Nah. And just big party. I mean, it is stressful to plan a big party. I'll give you that. And, you know, it costs a lot of money to plan a big party. All those things. Those are true. But, like, when people are like, uh, oh, you nervous for your wedding day? You got wet feet. Or not wet feet. Cold <laughs> Did feet. you step in a puddle? <laughs> Did you step in a puddle on your way to your wedding day? You fool. Those uh, are expensive shoes. It's not that scary. It's just fun. So yeah. that part's going to be good. And, you know, here's my, here's my other perspective on that, right? Like, let's take the the sort of privilege of being able to afford a wedding in the sort of traditional sense you know yeah. let's assume you've got that and recognize that privilege but you know if you can't afford it i think most people don't spend enough money on parties in their lifetime right <laughs> i think most i think most people when they get to their deathbed don't say you know what i wish i hadn't spent money on parties i wish i had more money sitting in my bank coffers now as i lie here dying and had less parties that's probably a thing almost nobody says 
So uh, if getting married is the one excuse you can find to uh, you know spend some money on your friends and have a big uh, big old jam, yeah. then yeah, go good for you. Go do it because big parties are good. Life is short. Yeah, and it also make you realize who your friends are. You'd be like, hmm, are they uh, are they a hundred dollar friend, hundred dollar person friend? Maybe not. Maybe this other person is. I don't know. Oh, you're talking about the cost of the reception. I thought you meant from the gifts they give you. I was like, no, 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 no. no, no. When when you do the math of what it costs per person to show up, and you're like, "Mm, I don't know if I like them that much. I like them all right. (laughs) Well, I'll keep you updated on that whole process. Yeah, I hope you like me uh, enough for a plate of food. This is our new wedding podcast. I bet if we tag this with like some wedding tags, we would get a whole swath of new listeners who would be very. Some very, very stri- disappointed listeners who'd Some be very, very interested to hear us start talking about neo Nazis and progressivism in the middle of the wedding episode. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I expected to happen when I asked you about getting married. I thought you'd talk about Nazis. That happens Paw from time to time. Of the course. Mm-hmm. I'm very romantic. <laughs>